This is Reverend Chuck Blair. Welcome to our weekly podcast on New Church Live. Yeah, today, today we're in search of steadiness. Because if you haven't heard, there's an election on Tuesday. And, and we're, we're trying to find that steadiness here today in these times that are, that are changing so quickly. And how do we find that, 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 that steadiness, that part where, yeah, nothing's going to change my world because there's this world that we can know. It's filled with peace and a lot of grace, despite all the amazing, incredible, rapid changes we're going through. I, I think for myself, just even being being pastor here, you know, just watching how much things have changed and and knowing that we're nowhere near the end of this cycle, I, you know, just a little story with that. I was walking back over to the office, uh, church about three weeks ago, I'm walking back over to our office, a young man goes running past me, and, and I come from an era where if if I saw a pastor, you know, and I knew he was coming from church and I knew I didn't go, I would go the exact opposite direction. And, and this young man fortunately didn't, you know, he comes running past me, he stops, he takes out his earbuds, he goes, Chuck, that was a great sermon. Puts him back in, starts running again. And I think that's the world we're living in right now, where so much of it's online and, and, and we're doing our best to serve in those ways and, and to try to figure it out as a congregation, just simply trying to figure it out. And I think as well, you know, as we come into this election season, you know, it's important to know that that it's just, it's a hard time. A couple of statistics to share with you as I was doing research for this sermon today that I think point to kind of two parts of the human condition. One part that is filled with hope and one part that is filled with fear. So let's look at fear first. I was reading a study this morning that said 70% of all Americans believe that if the wrong, uh, the wrong candidate wins the, U- wins the U.S. presidency, the U.S. will never recover. So seven out of ten people are believing, like, look, every, all the eggs are in this basket for what happens on Tuesday. And yet, hope. Over 80% believe polarization is the biggest problem we face today. You can see the fear, and you can see the hope. People wouldn't consider polarization a problem unless there was a hope there a hope that we can somehow find a way back to to a connectedness and i i think churches can play such a big role with that where we face folks all the time you know and it's going to be the focus of this service here today this this basic conundrum between the finite game and the infinite the finite game and the infinite game how do those two things work well, the finite game, the finite game is, deals with goals, deadlines, resumes, schedules, vote tallies. Like it deals with all of those particular things. But the infinite game, the infinite game is timeless. It's far more interested in qualities, in values, and horizons. And I don't want to kind of set them up as you got this or this. I think, I think we have to play in both worlds, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But I'd like to get us started just with doing this. I'd like you to send in this next thing. Take a photograph of something nearby that reminds you of the infinite game. Answer in the chat window or text me at 215-740-3662. 
215-740-3662. I put this up on Facebook. I got like 60 some odd pictures from parishioners, you know, who, who like, yeah, this reminds me of the infinite game. This reminds me of what we would call the big picture. So I'd love- it's interesting, right? Like the finite game. Let's talk about that. The finite game has good and bad parts to it. All right. The finite game, again, it's based on sort of placing one, two, or three. So, if you're picking a plumber, go with the finite game. You want to pick the best plumber you can. There's nothing wrong with that kind of meritocracy. If you're having heart surgery, go with the best heart surgeon. You want to go with number one. You don't want to go with somebody who doesn't even make the podium. That is the good part. That is the good part of the finite game. But we're living in a time where there's some real challenges to the finite game. One of the ones I've been thinking about is this, friends. So New Church Live, we've got a large, large, large young family ministry. And again, most of it isn't seen per se because most of them watch online. They're all across the country. And and what's fascinating, I think, for me, when we look at when we look at you know the infinite game and and how that works and the finite game and its its dark side is in doing, doing these baptisms, I'm really struck by like, wow, these parents really have, a, really have something in front of them, really have a challenge with these, new, with, these, with these kids and this new technology. Because where is the identity for your children, grandchildren, nieces, nephews? Where is it going to come from? Is it going to come from clicks and Facebook likes? Or is it going to come from this idea they are made in the image and likeness of God? And they're blessed. Like, that's hard to do. Because those clicks can feel so much more real than anything else. I don't think a young adult, a young teenager would choose, if they had to choose between a thousand clicks or... Or Pastor Chuck saying, you are the best thing since sliced bread. They would choose a thousand clicks a thousand times. And that's the world we live in. There's a challenge here, folks. The challenge is that those clicks become wins. And those clicks, let's, let's all say this word together. And those clicks become truth. Those clicks become what's true. Quote, unquote, what's true. So if you say something and you get a thousand likes, somehow that is more important than the most honest thing you've ever said that gets ten. That's a crazy use of the finite game. That's a misuse of the finite game. As this man would say, Justin Rosenstein, he would say that is actually abuse of the finite game. Now Justin, probably a lot of you don't recognize him, He's actually a famous guy. You use one of his inventions all the time. This is a guy who worked for Facebook, and what he did was he invented the like button on Facebook. And we have to think about that. And we, you know, and what, what he did was he invented this. He thought this would be a great idea, but since then he's gone on to say social media just does not work. He's actually become probably the leading spokesman to try to call people away from Facebook, Instagram, all those little pieces. To try to call them away, folks, from the finite game. And we have to have a vision for the infinite game. 
A vision which is so easy to lose. I know even as a pastor, I can get so lost in the finited parts of this job, which are important, that I can lose track of the infinite part. And when I see it, it's like this beautiful reminder. Last week after church, was honored to do a baptism for one of our, one of our church members, their little boy. And, and the little boy, like, we're doing, we're doing the baptism, and then all comes time to put the water on and to, to do a little baptism, and, and he all of a sudden starts giggling. Now, there's nothing better than baptizing a giggling seven-month-old baby. So he's giggling, and I'm blessing him, and, and all of a sudden, folks, like, like, there's just this quiet. There's just this quiet. Chill's even saying this. And the space just fills with joy. The space just fills with joy. And I'm wondering, like, who's teaching who here? (laughs) What does he know? That's the infinite game. See, and I want to say, because I know we do have some teenagers who watch, like, 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 please, please, please be aware of the finite game. And please, don't let it hurt you. Please, don't let it hurt you. It is not actually what is true. The infinite game is where we actually touch the greatest truths of life. Now I want to talk about that infinite game some here, and I want to talk about it, I want to, want to give you uh, some passages from the Bible. I'm going to set them up first, and I'm going to have them put them up here on the screen, and, and just talk a little bit about how God kind of creates us. Again, that idea that we are created in the image and likeness of God, that's how the Bible starts. We're created in the li- image and likeness of God. The original blessing, like it a little aside, we get to choose. We get to choose whether we start the Bible in chapter 1 or chapter 3. Do we get to start with original blessing or to start with original sin? Chapter 1's before chapter 3. you got to start with the original blessing. We are all blessed. Right from the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God hovered over the waters, and God said, let there be light. Light, first thing created, first thing blessed. Always important to remember that. And, and, and that, that light, folks, that's where the, the starting point, where we start to see that light. And, and then the story goes on to other things being created. New church perspective. We believe these are poetic truths. They're talking about what's happening in our souls and our character and our minds. Not necessarily like literally there were seven days of creation. It's a beautiful poem telling us about these incredibly deep truths. Now, with those deep truths, here's a couple that are just beautiful. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. And fill the water in the seas and let the birds increase on earth. I, I love that idea, bless. And, and you guys, like right before this, it's beautiful because God goes through and he says, he says things are good. Like life is good, not perfect. We've talked about that a lot. Not the word perfect. The word good there is the word tov, T-O-V. It means good. 
And God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number. So there's, there's this blessing. Life is good. It's blessed. And there's abundance. Life is good. It's blessed. And they're abundant. And just to make sure we get the point, it goes on a few verses later. And God created humanity in his own image. God blessed them and said, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth and subdue it. That's a, that's a reference there to stewardship, the word to steward the planet. Be blessed, fruitful. That idea, again, of abundance. When we come back after the middle song, I'm going to talk some about that word blessed because the definition of, definition of it actually is fascinating. I'll give you a lot of insight into how God approaches the world and maybe the way we're supposed to approach this world and supposed to approach this infinite game, the beauty of this infinite game. And what we're going to do, folks, is we're going to have a real quick little video here just dealing again with Campaign 110. We like to show that in the middle because a lot of people show up to church late, which is totally fine. That's why we put it in the middle. Also doing a middle song so I can take a look at your pictures backstage and be able to offer some commentary. So please enjoy this little video and then we'll have our song, Into the Mystic. And that idea, yeah, we're going into a mystery here. We're going into this deep mystery that is something we far more sense than we have, we can put in a form of a finite game. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to New Church Live. Things have changed over the last year, and a lot of us are still watching from home. It's easy when we're watching from home and sitting on our sofas to forget to donate. No buckets being passed when you're on your sofa. I know myself, I've been guilty of this. Please remember, your contributions are what make today possible and all the other services and programs that are provided by New Church Live. And it's easy. Simply text the word New Church Live, all one word, to 77977. Thanks so much, and we appreciate your support. I mean, these pictures, folks, like I'm back there getting a little kaflumped. I mean, they're so beautiful. And I just want to tell you that I did the same thing on Facebook. I had like 60-some-odd pictures come in. So we actually will put that to music at the end of the service. I did not do a great job with the, uh, with the pictures themselves. So you have to sort of, uh, I pulled them off of Facebook, which is low resolution. Quick story, just enjoy it in an impressionistic way. 
And the pictures that you folks sent in were just beautiful. I mean, I could go on and on. Pictures of a, of a, you know, a mom with her three beautiful children, one of whose, whom is an angel now. Someone who showed has picture right by where they're watching that, uh, you know, that their dad took and sent them. Another mom taking a picture of our, of her little boy. Our infinite game is raising this little beautiful image of God. Don't let him forget that, by the way. Uh, one I just loved because it's a, it's a former parishioner who moved out to Austin and recently got married and then a couple of online prisoners from Arizona went out to his wedding. And it's, it's, uh, it's for Luke and Wren, those of you who know Luke Childs, who was a big part of our congregation before moving. This picture was taken a few minutes after Luke and Wren's wedding ceremony. There were about 20 to 30 people there. The space was filled with so much love and serenity. It was so peaceful and emotional and special up there. It was an incredible way to support them in the start of the marriage. Connection to God, family, so many blessings. This is the infinite game. I mean, that's it, right? Like, and I, I'm going to put these up online. You folks offered so many beautiful commentaries. I didn't get a chance to go through all of them. But that's, that is the infinite game. I mean, that's, that's it. And, and, and that's, that's actually the reality. Tuesday's an election. What you just sent me is reality. And that reality is so good. And, and, and folks, like, you reached for it. Like, just beautiful pictures from kids having breakfast and, and, and you know, just running outside and taking a picture up into the sky. And, and, and like, you reached for it. It was right there because it's always right there. It never isn't right there. Because God is. Because God is. And we have to have this view of like what, what, what blessing looks like and, and uh, you know, how, how God approaches creation, how God approaches us, how God uh, approaches blessing. Here's, here's one that I found particularly moving. So I always go through and look at the words and I wanted to see, well, what's the word bless mean here? You know, where it says God blessed it. And, and the two words in Hebrew are the word to kneel and to bless are one and the same. Now let, let that sink into your souls for a second. To kneel and to bless are one and the same. To kneel, to bless, and to be humbled are one and the same. To be blessed and to be generous are one and the same. That's, that's a silly good vision of God. Thousands of years old. Not a God up on top on Mount Olympus in a Greek God fashion sort of doling out blessings to the few of us who get it perfectly, which is about three people. But a God who kneels in front of creation. Humble and generous. The infinite game. Which is exactly the way we are to approach our lives, this world, this creation, this time in our culture. 
Now, there's all kinds of examples here of God's kind of like, like the generosity of God, the outrageous generosity of God with all people in all places. This is a favorite one for me to preach on, so I, I preach on it a lot. So we kneel before it all. We live generously. And where can we see that in a, in a Bible story? We'll take a look at this next one. This is a Bible story I love. I preach on it a lot. But if you haven't heard it, I want to talk about it. So what do you think, Jesus asked, if someone owns 100 sheep and one of them wanders away, will they not leave the 99 on the hills and go back to look for the one that wandered off? Question mark. And if he finds it truly, I tell you, he's happier about that one sheep than about the other 99 that did not wander off. In the same way, your father in heaven is not willing that any of these little ones should perish. That's, that's such a beautiful line of sort of that, that humility and that that generosity and God taking care of it all. Because folks, just, just please know that, that this is written to, to bring a smile to our faces. You know, the idea again is something I preach on a lot because it's so beautiful. You know, Jesus got a hundred sheep on the side of a hill. Any shepherd knows you're not going to leave a hundred sheep to find one. Imagine you had a hundred puppies on the side of the hill and one ran off. You're not going, you know, you're going to make sure the other 99 are taken care of. That's going to be your primary responsibility. This is a story about the outrageous generosity of God. God seeks to take care of all of us. Notice that word there, folks, all of us. That's so much part of the infinite game. And, and what are some, if we want to look at how do we focus on the infinite game, here are some thoughts. This is more heady stuff, but I want to throw it out there because it gives you something to think about. This is from the book, The Infinite Game, actually. The Infinite Game, what does it focus on? It focuses on horizons. Now notice, folks, the beauty of a horizon, ready for this, is you never arrive. You never actually hit the horizon. Because when you hit the horizon, what's right beyond it? Go ahead, you can say it. What's right beyond the horizon? Another Horizon, that's it. And that's God's vision that he wants to give us. It's just, yeah, it's just going to be horizon after horizon that keeps you moving. Second thing it is, it's on an expansive vision. Community, continuity, and openness in place of the imagined, dramatic, heroic final scene. That's super critical. I realize that's heady, but that's critical. Don't, don't be sucked into that life has a bunch of like these life and death moments. Because if you believe that, and here I borrow a, a quote from a, from a former coach, if you believe that, you're going to be dead a lot. I, I love history, and, and I love World War I history, actually. And that's where when you look at old World War I strati- uh, statuary, it'll oftentimes call it the Great War, or the war to end all wars which is a nice thought, but that's not what's happened. Because life isn't perfect. It's good, but it's not perfect. We have to be comfortable moving from horizon to horizon, not believing that there'll be some final, last, dramatic moment, and then we get it all sorted out. That's that's not how it works, folks. You know that. You know that. Because it's not somehow the way that God has it set up, because he has it set up for us to grow. And the last point here, on what becomes, the infinite game focuses on what becomes possible with others. That line, folks, possible with others. So if you're sitting right now in Michigan, 
with 60 dear friends watching New Church Live, <laughs> what's possible with others? That's what this is talking about. Versus how can we win or triumph over others? The with versus over, two very different words. And clearly, God is speaking with the infinite game to the with. To the with. And that, and that with, folks, is always kind of, try, God's always trying to kind of bump it out. Bump, bump, bump. He's always asking us to bump it out. Fancy new church speak, that's what we call degrees of the neighbor. But, but you don't need to worry about that word. Just, just know that he's always trying to bump it out. The with is always to grow. So the with can start with a person, but then it's very different to move from just being a person to being part of a family. I think that's, that's you know, for the, for the young adults who are watching, that's one of the hardest things I think as a parent is, you know, for me, just so you can hear how a parent struggles, is, is to try to, uh, you know, create a person who has their own identity and at the same time understand that there's a family and there's commitments there. See the width expanding? And then it's the same with, like, family into community. You know, yeah, I can have my, my family, and, and my family really needs to take care of itself, but then I also have to, in some way, teach our family that there's also community responsibilities. If it's just about family, that becomes the Godfather trilogy. <laughs> and we're supposed to just be constantly bumping it out. And then from community comes church and and. And again, church in its broadest sense, which includes synagogues, mosques, all those spiritual pieces, and then into the world. And then bumps out into the biggest with the universe, the one song, universe. And then from there, we can even come back in, but we come back in with a, with a brand new way of seeing things. One author put it this way. He said, it's the difference between being individually an American or being part of America. That'll give you a little food for thought there. I, love, I loved that line. Our job, folks, is to do the best we can to continue to find that width, to continue to expand it out knowing a couple of things are always true in terms of how God sees the world. The effort is always towards the seed. And the fruits born of love hold that seed. The effort is always towards the seed, and the fruits born of love always hold that seed. A beautiful line I love, the furthest we can get in life is just a seed for the next. No epic final battle. One horizon after another. And sometimes, as we have learned this year, is the journey a little hard? Yes. But that doesn't mean that the horizon is any less true. And it doesn't mean the infinite game still isn't there. Think of the magic here, folks. You folks touch the infinite game within 30 seconds. Please remember that. That may just be where God speaks to you today.
and tomorrow and Tuesday. As we do that, to close, what I want to do is I want to go two things kind of back to back here. Finite game, infinite game. So we know this week with this election, we're definitely playing a bit of the finite game. Somebody will be a winner. And that's probably a good thing. Probably a good thing. Probably something about how the world is supposed to work. The finite game is not all bad. It actually can be very helpful in certain circumstances. But don't forget this. What I want you to do now is take a look at these video, this video of all these pictures people sent in on the infinite game. If you want to see how the pictures were supposed to look, you can watch it on your phone because the resolution is not great on a lot of these pictures. But this is the way the infinite game looks to so many of your fellow congregants. So take a look and take a listen.
come out. Let the Spirit lead. Remember the infinite game. Remember it's just an arm's length away any moment. I was thinking, what's our position as Christians? Well, it's not political agendas. What our position is as Christians is yes, to have political differences. But our position is always this. In the end, love. In the end, love. Which is the easiest summary of the infinite game. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for your presence here among us today. And Lord, help us to remember how to play this infinite game. Lord, the word play. Play the infinite game. Allow that infinite game to stir joy in our hearts. Allow it to help us to move forward in our lives, Lord. To respect differences, knowing that we have them. To love similarities, knowing that we have them. And to love you, knowing that you hold us. In all our humanity. Blessed, broken, and shared. Be with us, Lord, on this week ahead. In your name this Sunday we pray. Amen. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can support this podcast at www.newchurchlive.tv.